New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Uh, still no sound drop. Sorry, guys. I'm, st I'm still working on that part. Um, but yeah, I'm here. Uh, also joining me, it is my co-host, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey. Also joining us, it is uh, my brother, our producer. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. I'm sorry, Big News. Hey, he did it. <laughs> uh, we are back uh, for another week of manga discussion. Uh, we are still in our audio phase, our audio only era for a minute. Still trying to get my shit together uh, after the loss of my computer. Uh, rip. Rest in peace. All right. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's a massive inconvenience. But, you know, we're still here. We're still rocking. Still rolling. Uh, back from the wake. Yeah. <laughs> back from the wake. Uh, so, you know, we got a lot of manga to talk about this week. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into plugs. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At... JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And I knew Jump City Josh on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Brian? You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Wow, that was fast. <laughs> uh, if uh, you can follow us at New Jump City, uh, at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, because why not? I'm going to see if I can put together some kind of video content for TikTok with this episode, but we'll we'll see how I feel. Um, it's been a, a busy few weeks. Um, but yeah, check us out on all those platforms. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, all of that stuff. Uh, or you can comment under any of the videos uh we may not be uploading at this very moment but we are still we i still check it every day so um comment under stuff uh like share all the stuff subscribe if you will uh so that you know we have a nice fun audience for when we're back on the video scene uh all that stuff so you know do all that uh and i think that's it for plugs uh for now let's get into the show proper and start with My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia. Oh my God, Chris. Oh my God. This chapter of My Hero Academia? This is going to be one for the ages. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Brian. Damn. All right. Well, this is going to be a uh, lock in, guys. I feel a, a massive debate coming on. Um,. Okay, so last we left off with My Hero Academia, um, All for One is just being, you know, uh, quadruple teamed by every hero in the general vicinity. Um, and uh, Gigantomachia has shown up, uh, brainwashed by Shinso, and has uh, supposedly turned on his master. Uh, but uh, we start off this chapter with All for One just 
realizing that um, Gigantomachia has been uh, brainwashed, and he's like, hmm, no one, this explains how the Aoyama family deceived me, all courtesy of manipulation quirk, but that's my modus operandi. And um, he uses a quirk to try and steal back control and break off uh, Shinso's mind control. Um, and we hear Gigantomachia start talking to All for One, um, you know, talking about how he changed, although All for One basically changed his form, he was able to recognize him and, um, and search for him. And he asks, why, oh, why did you leave me behind? And uh, at that point, Hawks is like starting to get confused. He's like, whoa, wait, is Shinso forcing him to speak? But no, that's that's not how his brainwashing quirk works. Um, and we start to get inside the mind of Gigantomachia uh, from the moment that uh, he was uh, first uh, he was first separated from All for One way back in the day when All for One uh, was starting to plan to hide himself away. Um, and he said that, don't worry, I will soon hide myself away, but don't worry, my successor will seek you out. And uh, he's he mentions that his greatest re regret is that he won't get to pamper and spoil him anymore. And um, he he explains further, Gigantomachia does, that he on the day of the big war, he, he recognized All for One Scent and voice in the body of Shigaraki. So, you know, he, he definitely knew it was him. And uh, after he kept the faith and waited for so long, uh, he remembers that during the war, um, All for One basically turned tail and ran, and Gigantomachia was, uh, of course, taken prisoner by the heroes, and he's pissed about that. He's like, why did you abandon me and run away? Um, and Shinso, we get, we get a cut of Shinso and, uh, and Kirishima on, uh, on his head. Uh, and m he starts to talk about how, uh, the only two people that were able to resist his brainwashing were Midoriya and Gigantomachia. Um, and he noticed that while he was brainwashed, uh, Gigantomachia was just like muttering to himself, uh, and expressing a deep seated anger over being betrayed. So, you know, it turns out Shinso hasn't been really controlling Gigantomachia at this point. He's there as a safety feature, but this is all Gigantomachia because, as we all know, uh, Shinso may be able to control the actions of people, but he cannot actually control a person's heart. So, yeah, Gigantomachia is on the side of the heroes just trying to beat up on all for one. Uh, and all for one is perturbed by this. Uh, he's, he, he is obviously not having a good time. Um, and then we cut over to the helicopters in the area. I remember, you know, there was, uh, I just want to say Josh is also perturbed by that. By Gigantomachia's betrayal? All for one. Yes. Hmm. Anybody uh, else perturbed by that? No. Anyone no. else feel, feel cheated not particularly i mean i guess I we could know. talk about it uh at our thoughts but or we could talk about it right now i don't mind <laughs> i feel like it makes we sense for gigantomachia to feel this way though considering he's like a loyal dog that was just left behind for years decades probably even more than that 
Yeah, and then abandoned again during the war. But yeah, I think he's just big monsters have feelings too. I guess. Yeah, he's, he's a he, human being. Yeah, he is a human all being. All that experimentation and fuck, like, because even when he's oh. like sitting there calling him, he he's like my precious, lovable Machia. Like he's sitting there like a dog, but he's a fucking human being. <laughs> he's a literal Bro, human being that was submitted to become this. Like you, you act like he's a he's a literal animal, but like this is a brutal, disgusting thing. All for one did to a human being at the end of the day. Yeah, but I don't I don't understand. He had to wait so long before he couldn't wait a little bit longer for all for one to take over the world. Then he would have been free with him forever. Yeah, I guess um, he's just feeling just like super betrayed because he was abandoned um, twice. You know, Machia, Machia and all for one intel is doesn't have much intelligent thought. He's not freaking going to think that through. He's an emotional care. He's an emotional being, you know, like he's attached and he was removed from the person that he thought he loved and cared about him the most out of everybody. And that person just left him behind for over like for how you can't even quantify it. Like it's been like several decades, maybe that uh, all for one abandoned him. I mean, you know, I think this suffers from kind of the same thing that a lot of the things in this last arc are suffering from, which is like a just a touch of buildup could have been useful in this moment. But I mean, we've beat that drum so many times that I'm there's certain points where I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, um, there are certain things that, you know, are going to be revealed and stuff that not necessarily had the buildup that it probably needed for it to all come together full circle but i feel like gigantomachia being upset about all for one kind of abandoning him is is uh is enough that i'm like not i wasn't really fixated on it all that much like i didn't really think about it um i'd say there are worse things that have happened in my hero academia and this actually makes somewhat sense Yeah, I don't but know. at the end of the day, I think Makia's loyalty lies with Shigaraki now. So I think he hasn't fully swung in our favor. Yeah, I mean, in theory, he would have to. He, he is betraying all for one because, at the end of the day, Shigaraki will. the The whole plan is to make Shigaraki end up as all for one. So there's still there's still a chance that Makia ends up fucking turning on the heroes again as well to protect Shigaraki instead of all for one. Yeah. So uh, this is like truly the passing of the torch for um for Shigaraki. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't know. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be particularly loyal to Shigaraki after this, but we'll we'll have to see, I guess. I mean, he doesn't have loyalty to anybody else. Like Shigaraki is the only other person who he will side with in this situation. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we could go into more uh detailed thoughts uh when we finish the recap. Um So we then cut to these helicopters in the sky. I think we were like hinted at these guys' existence when 
Midori was fighting Shigaraki. Um, and I guess the people in the sky coming in were not, I guess, the American soldiers that I think we guessed they were. And it, it seems that these reporters are here to kind of like, uh, who were inspired by the events that are going on right now and uh, have basically come to help. Uh, we see a reporter that interviewed uh, Itadori briefly, not Itadori, Midoriya uh, uh, briefly way back in the day in like the initial chapters of the series actually, um, who has come back and is like, I remember this boy and uh, you know, he was a UA student. Uh, the same one who a year ago was shaking in his boots and now look at him and you know she sees that he's going head to head with Shigaraki himself and um, there's this other reporter I remember from when Bakugo was taken and uh, the media was really grilling heroes about it and uh, she was one of the ones that came out and was like really uh, really attacking uh, the heroes um, so you know, she's come back to kind of redeem herself and, and I guess, uh, kind of make up for uh, going after the hero so hard in that moment. Um, so she talks about how um, they had to watch their colleagues step far away. So those who remain on the battlefield chose to do so. And uh, the news outlets worldwide are reporting the fall of Japan. But the truth is uh, we're here to document the the actual story that it's whether the they claim victory or taste defeat because by showing their story and however it may end we are unifying people and we're showing the world that it's not over yet basically that you know japan hasn't just fallen they're still fighting hard and um we see like you know little shots of heroes all over the world uh and you know we see the president we see that weird character in from the u.s we see we actually see death arms here who um who we seen quit um we see melissa shield too from the my hero academia movies uh from the first one i think oh i didn't know i never watched those movies she's the so you see the panel with the cat below that that's um that's melissa shield i think oh nice so I guess they're, this means that the movies are canon, so they're actually... They're somewhat... Ca- I, I would imagine they're somewhat yeah. canonical. Because I, I remember, you know, they said uh, one of Midoriya's supports thing is from, like, one of the movies. You know what I hate? I hate when panels cover... When, um, when text bubbles cover panels. Yeah, I see a panel here that's covered up. Like, is that on purpose or what? Like, I don't know. Because it cover both text pan, both text bubbles cover two panels. Yeah, I see it. I see what you're talking about. I don't know. I would imagine that's on purpose. I guess. But so what's? I just don't understand what the point of it is. I don't know. I guess it's uh. Yeah, you know, this is one of those things that maybe it'll be revised in the uh, Tanko Bond version. Um, also, we've seen this Pharaoh thing, right? We've seen this Pharaoh hero before. Yeah. Oh shit! Do you see who's behind him? No, there's no way. I don't know if that's him, but that hero behind him is the crawler. There's no way that's him. Looks like the crawler. No, no, I don't think that's crawler. Who's the crawler from Vigilantes? Like the main character from Vigilantes. I don't think that's with the hoodie on. It kind of looks like him, but I, 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 I'm not gonna say it's him. Why would he? No, no, no. His his new outfit is different. Oh, okay. Then never mind. 
Oh my god, it's close. My shit, <laughs> Brian was about to. There was no way because he's not. He's not at. Well, at least not when we left off. Also, they keep shrouding the president of the United States in fucking shadows. Yeah, I guess you know imagine they're making. That, imagine that's that's Meteoria's dad. That'd be crazy if Meteoria's dad was the president of the United States. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's it uh, for My Hero Academia. Uh, Josh. What did you think about My Hero Academia chapter 384? I think Horikoshi wants to create a lot of emotion and resolve in this last arc. And I'm trying to ride the waves with him and y'all. But then sometimes the boat gets rocked a little too much. And this this chapter was one of those examples. It was just a little too much for me. I'll be honest with y'all. I would have been completely fine if Shinzo was able to have his moment where he completely took control of Gigantomachia, even beyond getting hit or whatever. And, and that would have been totally enough for me. But the fact that you had this wild animal harbor all these hard feelings, and let's be clear here, you can leave a dog for like 15 fucking years and come back and it's going to remember you and love you. So I, I don't know what y'all niggas is talking about. He's not a dog, though. He's literally yeah, not a dog, Yeah, but he basically though. fucking is, man. No, he isn't. Demeanor. He's literally a human being that was earlier. mentally fucking... And I already explained earlier. Like, he was dog, tortured, you to mentally fucking, so fucking rearranged. Long. It's, just, it's just stupid. And what? So he wasn't going to tell Gigantomachia someone that's that big of a deal? Like, yo, hold it down for me in the prison? He couldn't communicate that shit with him get the fuck out of here and it's that's that that, that just shows that how little all for one thinks of him like this series is so much better than that you know and you know what from the fact that it would have been nice to have some build-up to see that gigato Machia had a, a, a complex emotional side aside from it being like um uh um uh, a comedy uh thing or something to laugh about comedy thing we talking about yeah because when they first introduced his character he was like really emotional or something like that he was like crying or like and yeah, walking around in like, like a cloak no i don't think so him he said crying, he missed him so yeah, you're saying that this emotional master, moment where like, he acts in emotion was not set up when we first introduced to him when he is acting emotional you're surprised that the emotional character is acting out of emotion that's where you're telling yeah, me yeah like this toy that's him, where you're telling yeah. me yeah yeah, that, you're that's surprised that the me. that the emotional character is acting emotionally. Ah, in this regard, yeah. So look, I I get that you would want this to be set up a little bit better. I agree, but it I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense because you, all might would uh, not all might all for one would want you to believe that he is just a fucking dog, right? But he's not. He literally is not just a dog. He is a literal byproduct of torture, manipulation, and mental degradation, bro. He's not a dog. He's a human being that was transformed and fucking disfigured and manipulated to become this. You know, like all and how all all for one treats him is a is a is a testament to how he thinks of him. Like the way he just used his quirk to slap um, Machia was like the equivalent of like smacking a TV when when it when it's starting to fucking 
bug out, you know? Like that he that's literally what he was doing. He didn't even say a word. He was just like, "Oh, all right, now get back to work." You know, it was never he never really genuinely cared about uh Makia. And it showed. And Makia being abandoned for like several fucking decades is a is still a human being underneath all of that and his the way he conditioned him ended up being a thorn in his side like maki was trained to be loyal but him being a human being he recognizes that he wasn't receiving the same loyalty that he was trained to have so obviously like i wish it were fleshed out a little bit more but i think it makes sense that Makia would do this. I think it, you know, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense as far as Giganto Makia's uh, emotional mindset. It, yeah, it wasn't fleshed out even a little bit, but yeah, I, I guess it is that. plausible. That's fine. That It is plausible. My thing is, what's up with the fucking mastermind? who's controlled all of this shit for hundreds of years. You're going to tell me he didn't... He doesn't give a fuck about people, but he's not stupid. You got someone like Gigato Maki, like, come on, you're going to think... That doesn't... All right, what doesn't make sense to me is that he didn't consider that. Like, he just thought that he could treat this guy however the fuck he wants, knowing... Because he thought he was just a... He thought he was just a dog. Is that he's so smart sometimes, and then... On the flip of a fucking turn, he's this silly, cartoonishly evil fucking villain. Uh, That's what doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'll, I'll actually agree with you on that, Josh. Plans emotion. What's going? What's going on? I'll agree with you on that, Josh. Honestly, I, I, as much as like, I didn't really bat an eye to Giganto Machia's betrayal. Like, I thought, and I'm not even saying that shit don't make sense. Like it. it it's just ugh, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, as you were saying, Kurt. No, I mean that's just like that's also a point I never really thought of. Is that like the thing about All for One is that he is just a he's he's like touted himself as this like Machiavellian mastermind. Like before this war, he was like, I have every possible scenario planned, and um, that's that with that that kind of sets up expectations that you know he would have contingencies in place and he would like maki is too big of a deal in his operation to to throw away with that i i agree with that apparently not i i agree with that and i think like i think all all for one in general like his plan kind of stinks like this war arc say what you will about it he's it's he's not doing a good job (laughs) he's getting like ramshackled by everyone here this is not how he all right here's it. the thing here's the thing here's my okay listen let me just say it like this right because I, I i get it. it's like okay well that's who he is right it is our he thought he was a big deal and the heroes are trying hard and they're outsmarting him and blah 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 and it's like well i'm gonna tell you this it makes this a much less fucking rewarding experience for the heroes at least for me as a reader as this guy being the final fucking boss that oh turns out he's just some fucking clown that was way in over his head. True. I had no idea what he was doing. That's all right. I yeah, think you that's guys, what it's looking no, like. No, because you know what? You know what? You know what happens if he's if he gets everything right and he's 
all of a sudden he knows how to counter every single thing and he has every single thing accounted for you get fucking aizen bro you get literally no room for the heroes to fucking get any fucking play in well there in the story i will say I, that that's... i disagree with that well, i just think it could have been smarter it, it could have been the writing could have been fucking think, better well here's with the problem with more Here, time and setup. here's the problem with that is that that's all well and good but Horikoshi made a concerted effort to make everybody know that Alpha One is kind of Aizen-esque. He really like spent pages saying that he had every fork in the road planned. So you set up that expectation that this is not something he would overlook, if that makes sense. Or no, at least they, the they shit he overlooked. Let it be things... something that the heroes earned. They made you it clear. Me? They didn't they earn that situation with Giganto Market. They didn't earn that. They made it so clear. So not only did we not have any... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, it, on, on top of the... On top of the fact that, like, I feel like it was not really set up that well, or there wasn't that... Again, he he him being emotional was more of, like, a gag thing. Like, it, I, didn't, I didn't take that shit seriously. I don't think any of y'all niggas took that seriously. I feel like he... Well, no, it I wasn't like it less to me. He wasn't like emotional, like he's not an overall emotional character. He is just a devout follower of All for One. So he's not like overall emotional about, about things. He's emotional emotional about All for One. So you know, he put a lot of stake into All for One and All for One has not really reciprocated that. And, you know, it's very clear that all for, that Makia now sees that All for One is a fucking asshole and, you know, doesn't really care about anybody. So that's why he turned on him. And that makes sense to me. That's like a plausible roadmap to go down in terms of Makia's character. But I think that is that does kind of reveal a, another flaw in what Josh brought up with All for One being not this not the smartest villain he's been touted to be and you know it could be that all for one although is a very intelligent person and a very cunning strategist he's not he's not the most emotionally intelligent person which honestly tracks which tracks you know we've seen that we've seen that he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of like care for people you know obviously so it, it's it is just kind of like it's kind of weird, and I can understand how this, like, moment feels kind of forced or, like, just there's a little bit of a plot hole that, especially since, like, how big of, how big, like, All for One knows that Maki is uh, a big deal. Maki is I, a I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not giving him that. I'm not giving him that. I'm not giving All for One that, that he's not, that he, he, he was set up to be emotionally intelligent. That's how he manipulated most of the fucking heroes, I mean, most of the villains in that group in the first place. That's why he chose them. That's why the doctor wanted to work with them because they were people he knew he could. That's his whole thing, manipulating people. This is what I'm going to say about the mastermind of that shit. Now he's not. That's true. That's fair. He uh, and he really don't have a grip on them people either. He really he didn't have no grip on Toya. That fucking went up in. Actually, that situation is still being resolved, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. So let me. Here's what I'll say about all for one, is that. He was never by any means shown to be a perfect fucking villain. He is the uh, ultimate villain. Shh, hold on. He he is the ultimate villain. He is up there with All Might, but he is not 
a perfect character by any fucking means. There have been several times where we have seen that he has holes in his in his thinking, flaws in his thinking. This has happened several times. Like the the new students have been a thorn in his side for a long time because they are people that he can't account for. Because at this point, like he doesn't think of them as a problem. Like well, until this moment, he didn't think of them as a threat. He believes himself to be a fucking god. You think a god is going to think about literal children as equals or possible thorns that can come in and fucking take him out? No, the only person he was actually concerned about was Deku. He didn't think that the heroes would be able to outsmart him like this. Like, obviously, yeah, sure, he should have accounted for literally everything, but that would make for a fucking lame-ass, boring-ass fucking story. Like, he has to have flaws. No, he has to have flaws. And his You're flaws right. were he does need to have and his flaws. flaw was that he saw Machia as literally what he was to him, a tool. A tool, like a weapon. And he wasn't planning to be in this body forever so that like he wasn't planning this. He was going he was supposed to be in Shigaraki's body by now. He was not supposed to see Machia. So Machia showing up again was not part of his plan. Him encountering Machia in this body was not supposed to happen. Mm. the hero's influence caused this to happen hero the hero's bringing makia to him caused this to happen so at the end of the day he had a lot of shit accounted for but the heroes ended up being a lot more formidable without all might than he thought he thought once all might was gone it all he has to do is worry about deku all all the hero society is going to crumble since they lost literally the foundational aspect of their fucking life and he was right all might fucking was gone and then what happened japan crumbled japan fell into fucking chaos so i i hate that we're for like we're pretending like um he has to have literally every single thing accounted for and everything has to be right for for him to be a good villain this is this is decent i like that i like it when a villain you're absolutely right it is decent I, I like it's that he's decent. being challenged. It's better than being ass. It's better than him being the all-knowing everything works pl- for me kind of thing. I'd rather see him get challenged and see what he can do when he's under pressure. Because now, I'm, I highly doubt that this is the end for him. I know he can pull out a few more, a lot more tricks up his sleeve. Because he's been around for hundreds of years. Notice how he's not even, he's not even pressured. He's not even being pressed. He's still composed in this situation. Like, Makia is beating on his ass, and he's just straight-faced. He No panic in his eyes. Like, and we're forgetting how much, just how much they're doing to take down one fucking guy. Just one guy. Like, really? We're going to doubt what he's capable of when they're literally bringing all of this to take down one dude? I'm just like, not satisfied. It's not about. It's not about him. Not. I'm not. It's not. I don't want to see him fail. I want to see him get destroyed. But I don't. It's the. It's. It's just the way Horikoshi's been going about it. That I guess. I wish there was, a little bit more to it. Like I said, it, it makes sense. It makes sense why he would, I guess, be hurt. I wish I 
had a reason to care more, which sounds, I, I guess, that's super I fucking that's subjective, but like, you, no, 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 because you, you're saying that, but that's kind of been the point from the beginning that it's like, you know, this is, I, it's very okay. Like, it, yeah, I guess it checks out in the loophole situation, but like, really? Okay, I guess Gigantomachia felt some kind of way. I never had any reason to believe that Gigantomachia felt some kind of fucking way about this dude. So it just didn't have like a, it didn't have that punch, you know? It's like, I'll agree that, that this is, listen, listen, when it came down to it, I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't make a big point about this because I wanted to tell you, oh, there's a fucking loophole in this story. And I'm like, that means I wanted to, I asked you, I think before the podcast started, I said, how do I feel about that? Yeah, I was okay with that. I, I think that was my words. It's like how it made y'all feel. And both of you guys said that y'all were totally fine with that, which is fine. But I wasn't. You know, and, and that's part of the, you know, part of the cool thing about this podcast is that sometimes if I can't articulate it immediately, I can try to when I talk to y'all, but it's, it's pretty much more of the same. The root, the root cause is still, a, you know, yeah. the issue that I wish there was a little bit more of a reason to these things other than just, it feels like he's making this shit up week to week, you know? It's like, because of course he knows his own story and it's not hard to make shit make sense. You know what's hard to do? Create a compelling story with themes that you've been working on for a while. That's engaging to me. Not this. It's lit. Don't get me wrong. It is lit. You know, but when a series like Undead Unluck is 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 making me think a little bit more about the relationships in my life and shit and the decisions I make than fucking my hero academia, which is supposed to kind of be a a a a, a commentary on society or at least like uh, aspects of it through you know it, it through heroes and superpowers and shit. I don't know. That's that's that's. I'm trying to put these thoughts together in no, a way that I, doesn't I just sound like me fucking whining that it's not what I want it to be. Cause it's no, more I, than just that. I, I don't want stories to be uh, the way I want them to be, but I, this was a different series at some point. <laughs> like you can't tell me otherwise, man, this, it wasn't like this. It wasn't always fucking like this. And I'm getting tired of like complaining about it again, you know? Cause we forget that the past few chapters are actually pretty fucking good. And it feels like every time my hero gets even like a subpar chapter, we're back to treating it like it's always been ass, but it's not, it hasn't been. In, like, don't, bad. don't, don't confuse me having like. fun with the chapters. Me thinking, I don't think my hero's academia has been solid for a long time, to be honest with you, Brian, but I know that's, probably me how i feel exclusively but i'm not excited to read this shit week to week i don't care what happens in the story i know what's gonna happen they're gonna beat all for one it would have been nice to see what that's lessons unfair. Gonna no, be that's unfair that's unfair that's <laughs> unfair because that's, that's an unfair way anything. to look at it because then think you could my, look at think, you could literally look at one piece and be like oh i know what's gonna happen luffy's up. gonna be blackbeard like no, that's, i think we're gonna learn 
no, no, we can make, we can have that argument if you want. Because I think One Piece talks about uh, addresses a lot of things about what you know about his like. There's a lot of historical implications to that series, and I think Oda is going to make a point, or as he continues to make points, as he's going to delve into the Void Century and what it actually means to be the Pirate King. Yeah, no, I know that. Someone like you, Luffy, you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. They're just going to beat all for one. No, like, no, no, but, but that's an unfair what comparison. I'm saying, though. though, what are we going to learn in this situation that they stopped the psychopath? Okay, they stopped Hitler. We know that mass murder is bad. Like, there's nothing complex about that. Nothing challenging about that. It doesn't have to be complex. Like, obviously, my hero was was touted on that before, but it doesn't always have to be like that. At the end of the day, it's a shonen manga, man. Like, it not everything has to be in a completely complicated like story story thread, like. This dude is a cartoonishly evil man. Like, you, you really expect it to be, like, always Yo, he about was the death. man with the plan, though, Brian. He is. He oh, still is remember the man how with the plan. All right. Do you remember see how much they had to do to deter him so from hard? his plan? Hold up. Hold up. Remember when, remember when All for One hit him so fucking hard and created a hurricane or something crazy like that? This nigga was on the stretcher a, a million times dead. But still smiling and laughing because he knew, like, it's all good, man. I tried to beat you here, but the ultimate goal was setting up for sure. You know what I'm saying? At that time, man, I looked at this nigga and I was looking at the story like, yo, like, this shit is going somewhere. Like, I didn't think that we were going to have these two duke it out at a certain point. Like, I was excited and, and like, wondering where they was going to take it. And he just, you know, like we've been saying earlier, I don't know. He's just he doesn't seem like this super sharp guy. He seems very, you know, I, I feel human. like, I feel like it's so, cause he is, he's supposed to be this. I think the point of this arc is to show that he thinks of himself as a literal fucking God. And this is the series bringing him down to earth. This is the series showing him that there are contenders that human, that before this, no hero society was doing this. This was all, all might. What all the heroes are doing right now is a collaborative effort to stop his plan was not them. It was always All Might. So you're really going to sit here and be like, like he, he's being challenged for the first time by, uh, by heroes that aren't All Might and we're going to act like he's trash now? Like the whole point is that he's an inverse of All Might. All Might never saw himself as a god, but he was treated like one. And all for one always thought of himself like a god bro so nobody this is him showing that this is different no one even spoke to giganto machia about his situation he came to that resolution all on his own off fucking screen bro i agree they it could have been acceptable. i think it could have been done better i think it could have been done better i think it could have been done better like it comes off as oh shit um, off one didn't account for it. Not, not that. Oh man, like his, he didn't realize how his methods could could backfire and such and such. It just seems like, oh shit, it slipped his mind. He forgot about Gigantomachia. When you haven't used like a that's like the best cooking utensil for like three weeks, do you do you apologize to your cooking utensil for not using it? Well, 
I'm a weirdo, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Do you but really? I'm, you I do guess not. The, you do not. Well, Come on you know, now. Come on now. I have been cooking recently. I, like I said, Come I'm the on only now. person so to ask. you apologize to your average... fucking knife, bro, when you haven't chopped onions for a while? Well, I have deep... I'm deep in complex, unlike awful ones. Okay? <laughs> so... There's something complex about that. I'll tell you what. There's definitely something complex about that. <laughs> Listen, if you I don't want my knife to betray me. I don't want them to come up missing. I think that's what it is. When you stop using them for a while, they're like, oh, word, watch me, watch me disappear. Um, okay. Knife sand. Come no. on now. But you okay. get my point. Yeah. Okay. I think like both of you guys had a pretty hefty and honestly good points across the board debate here. Um, The reason I didn't really like think about it you know, in any type of way is that like, it is just a symptom of the overall problem that we keep talking about with my hero academia. So I just kind of like graded on a curve in that sense. Uh, where Unbiting I'm like, himself. I mean, I wish I had you, the I am not worthy of, no, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, we, we've said as much week after and week, you know, time. we're just like, if we're going to, if, you know, we're going to cover this series and I still want to give my hero academia the chance because I think it deserves it. And I agree. I, I think Fuck that, that shit. <laughs> but you know, it's like, you know, I, I understand that like Horikoshi's trying to get to the end game here. Um, and not that he's maliciously rushing through it, mm. but you know, I'm like, I, I, we understood this a long time ago that like, look, he's trying to barrel through this thing. <laughs> and, there's just, maliciously? there's just things that I have to understand, you know, like those are inferences I can make with all, with Gigantomachia coming to the conclusion all by himself. Sure. Would have been nice to have a couple panels kind of like showing how, how he got to that thought process. Of course. But you know, it's like, it's not big enough of a plot point that I, I really considered it, especially since we know that all for one is not done here and you know, he's not going to just fall to Gigantomachia and you know, we don't know or, that he hasn't necessarily planned for any eventuality where anybody can betray him. I'm sure at the very least he knows he has like contingencies for people betraying him, not necessarily preventative measure measures to prevent people from betraying him, but he expects them to at some point. So in any case, he probably could, he probably just, doesn't really care that Gigantomachia really betrayed him. It's more of an annoyance than anything. Because, say what you will about All for One, in his prime, he was the guy. Like, he killed... He was indeed a man of 100 grand. He was, like, and he is currently at the age he was when he was the guy. You know, so, like... And he still is, though. Like <laughs> He still is to a degree. I, I, mean, don't, you know. I just don't understand why, like... like I get that the series has a lot to be leaves a lot to be desired, but no hero has ever gotten, no villain has ever gotten this much allocated to taking him down. No, I agree. I look, I I agree that the idea of all for one underestimating the rest of hero society was a very built up thing. Like he for sure, like expected and you know was proven to be right that hero society will crumble and you know that's just like part of the arrogance that we're seeing here being on display that it did 
it did backfire on him because he really did underestimate them. And I think that's firing back on him in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is, I'm just considering all the options here and taking all the points in and finding it interesting that, you know, all of this to me is perfectly like fine, but perfectly fine. Well, you know, it's fine. It, I'm not, you don't know. I'm playing, playing semantics no, with my wording. I'm playing the semantics. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. I guess like Horiko, I will say that that will always stick out on my mind that Horikoshi, his one mistake is like trying to, because he didn't have to include that one scene where he was like, I plan for every fork in the wart road, you know, like he didn't have to do that. That builds an expectation. That's a little bit of a mistake, but I don't, I, I didn't obviously, I, I, I thought this chapter was fine when I read it. Yeah, I so. didn't take his word for that. Don't, I don't want Gia to get me wrong. I didn't take his word for that. I knew it was, it's not like you hear that, but this isn't the first fucking series I've read. Right. Like, I don't think anybody reads something like that. And they're like, Oh man, that's it. He's got this. No, no, He's for sure. Win the series. For right? sure. I, know. I guess I like, like no, nigga, you think, but like, I want, I wanted to see him really get thwarted. Yeah. With, with thought and time and. Well, the thing is, that's why, up. that's why this particular plot point wasn't necessarily harmful to me because I can see how Gigantomachia got there. And it makes sense because of the inferences we got throughout the series here where and every time we've seen Gigantomachia, he's always alone. Like he was always looking for all for one at any given point. Even when Shigaraki approached him, he was more loyal to all for one. He was always looking for him. So, you know, and all of that makes sense of why he'd be feel betrayed being like this kind of, st- although still human, he's still a simple minded kind of creature who devoted his entire life to a person and watched him turn tail and run twice. So it's, uh, I, I get, I, I understand the side of this. That's why, that's why I didn't really think about this much. I was like, this is fine. And you know, it's not that big a deal. All, all, all for one is just probably going to smoke Gigantomachia and be done with it. And the series you will see, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's look like Josh said, he is a manipulator. Like he just didn't think that Gigantomachia was capable of this much complex thought after everything he did to him. The only like, manipulator here is you, Brian. You manipulate your brain to believe these chapters are great. No, I don't believe that. No, it's I, great. I don't think it's, that. it's the sorry. best shit that's going on. I didn't mean on. that. Like I don't. I like. I I'm not urge. saying this is the best shit he's put out, but I'm willing to try to see reasons why to enjoy it. Hey, I'm. Like, I did. I'm not, doing the same thing. It's not bad. It's not as bad as. Well, Christian's right there with you, bro. <laughs> I am right there with you. I am trying. He's my best. right there with you. Well, you know, I will say, I am also trying, but also the trying is a problem. Yeah, that like like I said, I agree with like seeing flaws in the in the in the way that things are set up and the way that things are are playing out. Like, but I do understand where he was going hey, with it. Look, man. I praise My Hero Academia when I feel like it should be praised and I take it apart, like any other series, you know? Um, Have you guys ever seen Space Jam, the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they steal the basketball player's talent? (laughs) That's what happened. 
No. Did you see Kaizen came out? He said, let me shake your hand. Well, he still G-G-I has a lot of the time. I said, Horikoshi, can I, can, I, can I shake your hand? And That'd he stole his, his narrative ability. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and, oh. and engagement. Well, we spent a long time on My Hero Academia. Uh, <laughs> we did. Uh, but I love it. I love the series. I said it. I hate it so much, but I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that it's turning out that it turned out this way, though. I yeah, well, that's that's our feeling, Brian. Really, it's just that we're taking it a little harder sometimes. That's that... it. I'm being, I'm actually <laughs> being very theatrical for the podcast. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. No, then everyone like, listening. Not... Sorry. I'm not, no, like, hate, I'm not saying that I hate. I'm not saying that I hate that you guys treat though. it this way. I I hate that, like my hero, like almost every other chapter or every chapter is such a fucking, like, such a. How do I say it? Such a polarizing piece. Like it used to be, like a, a simple series that we could enjoy, but at some point it just. Last arcs are really hard, hard to just easily enjoy, you know. Last arcs are crazy. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how many series actually survived their last arc, you know. Full Metal yeah, Alchemist was Full Metal Alchemist was a great last arc. Um, damn, what else? <laughs> uh, Yu Yu Hakusho had a great last arc. Uh, can't even think of something. <laughs> I didn't like Ice Shield's last arc. That's the one. Um, Yikes. I guess it's just a shame that this fell into the same trend, you know? Yeah. I, I liked Haikyuu's well, last arc. I thought that was really good. I know Brad the, Josh the cool doesn't thing agree. about the but... series hey, Gravity Boys that, had like... Arc. Hey, Gravity <laughs> Boys. <laughs> what? Uh, you had to be there. You had to be there, guys. <laughs> Some good times. Oh my God. Um, I I truly believe that at any point, Horikoshi could go to his editor and say, "You know what, man? Enough is enough. I'm not ending this next year. I'm ending it in ten years." That would be crazy. This is only part two of, of a part. That would be wild. Board. I don't think I would. Uh, I I think it. I think at this point, we're past that I'm point, man. Ten years. I think okay, ten. I think maybe. Maybe I went crazy. That was wild. Okay, maybe I jumped out the window of the Empire. Ten years goes crazy, dude. Okay, but but maybe he'll just say I have a lot more time than I think I do. I think he's. I think he's, maybe we'll see it in his writing. There's I think he's no fast forwarded too fast, and he's at. He can milk the shit out of this last. Yeah, but I don't want him to. I would rather. I would rather that it all go wrong. For me, bro, or you're saying or you're after, genuinely asking, bro. No, I'm genuinely asking. When did after when did the series after I would my say villain as early as overhaul? No, I would say after my villain. I know you. You know why you say that? Because there were still good moments after that. But that's where it started for me. I seen the cracks. I liked Post. overhaul's arc. It was cool to me. I liked but it. I, it, I thought was it was good weird. Arc. That all right, all right. I thought there was opportunities for them to give us more of like the other classmates and that's where he started to show that he just wasn't going to go that route well look, i thought we was going to get more as a some, little bit more with uraka and, yeah. and and froppy with the with the dragon lady yeah no, i a agree little bit more, a little bit more substantial and that fight was was reduced to a fucking um it was a, a page 
<laughs> a narrative <laughs> moment, like a like a like a plot device for another fight later. It was fucking dumb, yo. I, I don't know. I just it wasn't well, what I, no, it wasn't dumb. It wasn't what I expected. I will say this: after reading it from the beginning again, I realized my hero is not that kind of serious. It just isn't. Like even during the sports festival. There weren't many like fleshed out fights. It just wasn't that kind of series. Like, but it was, were, where it, every, it was supposed to be, by nostalgia. Where every no, character no, 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 no. The beginning is where you plant seeds. So when things are, are happening, you're just like, okay, this is something to follow. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I thought it was forgiving. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I should read it again. I but, yeah, I mean, I think it it helps to contextualize everything. I try to read reread stuff. Just to remember shit and just really like kind of see how things fare out as a bulk series. Um, I think My Hero Academia reads better as a bulk series, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it, it just wasn't that kind of series. And I guess like maybe we are a little bit just like n- seeing it for what we want it to be as opposed to what what it is. I, I still don't think that that negates anything we're saying. <laughs> I think there's still like weird structure problems with my hero academia even back in the day but you know um yeah i think last arcs are just hard especially since like my hero academia has had such like a weird ride over its run um i think horikoshi himself if you read the volumes like He's he's he stated a lot that this story has lasted a lot longer than he wanted to actually, like he thought it would be a little shorter than oh, what wild it is. to me. Yeah, he keeps saying that, and I'm like, oh wow, how short how short was this supposed to be? Um, which is fine. I mean, you know, a story needs to end. Sounds like some hockey man cope, some <laughs> hockey man level coping right there. That's what he said. I just that's out of his, and I believe him. I just I believe wonder, him, like, why didn't? Well, I guess. I don't know, maybe it's really weird to say, but, like, I don't know if he's going to be able to strike lightning like he did with this series again, you know? I think he can. I think, like, you know, he's a guy who's just, like, had three series in Jump, actually. Like, counting My Hero Academia. right? He had Barrage, he had a series before that, and there's My Hero, and there's probably, like... But they both got canceled now. Yeah, I think he can. I think... He can do it. He's clearly a talented dude. He's a magnificent His artist. His art is insane. Like, I think he should just be an artist for for something. I don't know. Like, I, I would read anything else from him. Still with the story. If, I, I, think, imagine, I think he could still do it. I think he could Maggie, still do it, too. Just not the way over, I want it. Imagine takes over the as the artist for Hunter Hunter or some shit. That would be Woo. awesome. That'd be cool. That would nah, be fucking wild. We won't get the... We won't get the weirdo faces. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he could still do weirdo faces. Yeah. I mean, look, I would read any. If he were to end My Hero Academia and do another series, I'd read it in a heartbeat, obviously. Um, I don't think he's a bad mangaka. I don't. I just can't. We. I, I think there's a lot of things to consider in My Hero Academia. It's a very interesting case in manga history, to be honest, for a series to be so well-received, but also very panned. You know, Naruto is in that bucket too. Towards the a end, a little while. Yeah, I think he was just caught off guard by how successful this series would be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's I, that's entirely possible. 
this series did get a lot of attention and it did get a lot of negative attention too so yeah all right you know what gets a lot of attention as well (laughs) what our podcast because i believe juju akutame re uh definitely listens because he responded to us in the First well, page of this chapter, the first two pages of this chapter. Honestly, we should probably get to it because we're getting close to an yeah. hour of talking about My Hero Academia only. So, uh, yeah, those are our thoughts, I suppose. Uh, Classic My Hero. I mean, this was just, crazy. Just a single, just a single little di- like disagreement turns into an hour. Well, you boys are passionate boys. I'll tell you that. You guys, you guys are, uh, you guys got fire in you. Uh, this was a classic Josh versus Brian <laughs> episode. Yeah, I mean, you guys have your bouts. <laughs> and I'm just here in the middle. <laughs> I'm just like, can we all just get along? Uh, but all right, let's 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 move onward uh, to Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 218, Bath Part 3. Uh, last we left off, uh, Yorozu and Sukuna in the Megumi siblings' bodies, uh, the, the, the Fushigoro siblings' bodies, are going at it. Uh, Sukuna wants to kill Sumiki, uh, well, Yorozu and Sumiki's body so that he can completely break Megumi's spirit and have complete control over his body. And Yorozu wants to express her love to Sukuna by killing him. <laughs> uh you know weird weirdo sorcerer shit as per usual a lot of the ancient sorcerers are just a group of weirdos frankly um we op- psychopaths. yeah um we open this chapter with uh yorozu in the past kind of you know researching techniques because way back in the day she realized that compared to other curse techniques her construction uh curse technique used cursed energy insufficiently so basically although she had a lot of output you know she was like on par with the toughest fighters in the heian period which is like the period for jujutsu that was like the great ninja war era where like or the war of the best in like way back in one piece like the rocks pirates era that was that for jujutsu kaisen um where there was just a bunch of tough sorcerers going around and she like stacked up in terms of just output of cursed energy. She stacked up to them, but you know, the, um, there was an immense consumption on her part of cursed energy, which she could put out a lot and her technique just used so much of it. So she did a lot of research into how to improve her technique. Um, and you know, we see that, you know, she researched insects, actually. You know, she saw that a butterfly was able to cross the sea and a Vespinae, I hope I'm saying that right, right? A Vespinae wasp can fly over 100 kilometers in a day. So she basically used uh, insects as a uh, as inspiration to kind of craft her uh, invincible armor, her weird bug armor that she is now wearing. So... As per usual, Jujutsu Kaisen explains everything. And with this power, she was able to uh, defeat a force directly serving the Toe, um, the five empty generals, which uh, were, I guess, a big deal villain group back in the day. And she was acknowledged by the Fujiwara clan, which 
correct me if I'm wrong, that was like the clan that Okotsu is like tangentially related to, if I remember he, right. He's, he's definitely related to one of the clans. So yeah. he's kind of related to... Um, so he's kind of related to Gojo, and he's kind of related to them too. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. Fujiwara. Fujiwara. And um, we cut back to present times where Sukuna, where uh, not Sukuna, Yorozu is just like beating the brakes off of Sukuna, but Sukuna is not really pressed about it. He uh, summons uh, a shadow thing, uh, like one of the one of the Shikigami, um, and. You know, as he's getting kicked around, he has the Shikigami create like this weird shroud, this um, this this drapery to guy, I guess, like I uh just obstruct her vision for a second. And in that moment, he creates uh he summons the Shikigami known as Round Deer, and um the Round Deer uh, Shikigami actually heals him with uh, reverse curse technique, and he summons a piercing ox. To basically just tackle um, Yorozu away. Um, and we get an explanation about the Ten Shadows technique. Um, and talking about how not giving a a stable form to the Ten Shadows technique had expanded its effective range and prevented complete destruction, I guess, of Tsukuna? I don't know. Um, no, of the Shikigami. Okay. Um, and because the, they can die, right? Right. Yeah, you're right. They can die. Um, and the, I guess like he basically made them not rest necessarily killable, but the drawback is that they couldn't operate independently. So, you know, they were just kind of like these mindless shadow creatures that couldn't die necessarily, but you know, he's using them more like moving, like, like, like projectiles more than anything else. Right. Yeah, like chess pieces. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but Round deer and piercing ox are, you know, real deal shikigami, you know, the stable forms and all that stuff. So they were able to, you know, use all of their capabilities. And we see that piercing ox has the ability that, you know, it can move in a straight line, but the longer it's charging, the more powerful it is. So, you know, it manages to push, uh, it manages to knock your rosu away, actually creating a crack in her armor, uh, through the like little face thing. And um, we see the rabbit escape Shikigami coming out of nowhere, just like blocking her vision again. And um, we see that Tsukuna is now <laughs> skywalking to the top like Sanji and uh, drops the max elephant on her. Um, and, you know, he... Like Kirby's down B. Yeah, he basically he turns it to... Yeah, he basically does the town B for Kirby. And... Um, it causes a massive explosion. Actually, it seems to shatter the armor right off of Yorozu. Roy's um, armor. Yeah, and uh, at that point, Sukuna descends again, and he's like, see, I don't need Malevolent Shrine. Is this all your love amounts to? And she's like, I have more to teach you about love and ultimate strength and the solitude it brings. I'm the one who will teach you about love. And Sukuna goes, um, and... Yorozu's like, what? Does he already know about love? And she's like, no, there's a be. I'll show you true love. And uh, the chapter ends with her exclaiming that she will construct and show her, show him her heart. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 218? 
Okay, so I had an issue with this chapter. You know why? <laughs> why? Because I feel like I'm supposed to feel emotional over this insect lady character that I don't know about because she's brand new. And you see, you see how that doesn't work with this series? Because it's not about it having an emotional impact where we just met this sorcerer character. But Lit is the fucking fighting for this chapter. Right? Yeah. All right. I wasn't really trying to make a point. I was being petty. I can't help <laughs> myself, guys. <laughs> the, um, this was... Oh, this was close to being the RGC, but it was not. Because there were two really lit chapters this week that had a lot of action in it and one usurped this one. But I really... I like the explanation we got about the 10 Shadow Technique about... I don't really understand why the 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 first handful are um I guess not full embodiments of the of the technique like I don't know why they're not stable maybe because like he's pumping too much cursed energy into them I'm going to look No at I think the that was on purpose. Again. Like that was a move. Huh? That was a move by him. Like he's not Oh. Oh, I, you're right. They're saying by not giving it the, uh, a stable form it expanded its um, range. Okay, so he right, he was sacrificing. He was sacrificing the um, the agency of the uh, the shadows forms to move on their own for just stronger techniques. I get it. That makes yeah. sense. But in the case with the bull and the um, and the ox, uh, with the bull and the deer, I guess he decided to use them in their full forms because. As they are, they're effective for what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Fair enough. And I guess you could say same with the rabbits. And I would assume that with the Max Elephant, he probably created an unstable version of it because he doesn't need it to have agency. He just needs to be as strong as possible. Well, it's not just so about he... the agency. It's also, you know, like their actual like powers and stuff. Hmm. So maybe he just used Max Elephant normal. Yeah, I would say so. Because that's how Megaro right. uses him. He just drops him on people. Okay. Yeah, I went in. I went into this um, thinking that <clears throat> that he didn't that he couldn't give the earlier forms like a a, a stable. Form. All right, I'm glad I reread that. But yeah, yeah this he was, just did that know. to keep him stable to to make sure that if they get dispatched, that he could bring him back. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I love how we got an explanation for her bug form immediately because it was such a weird creative decision <laughs> and then it made complete sense. I mean, insects, as much as I can't fucking stand majority of them, they are awesome creatures. Mm -hmm. uh, their biology is, is insane. Like... It started making me fear. Yo, okay, do you guys remember that movie from a long time ago about, like, these bugs from space? There's, like, these people in, like, in a, in a space army. Oh, man, it was so fucking graphic. People were getting people eaten by these big-ass bugs. They were shooting them up. What was the name of that movie, yo? And they had the big fucking brain. They had the, they had the brain bug at the end of the movie, and it was, like, eating people's brains. That's how I was getting smart and 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 yo, oh my god, that movie gives me the shivers thinking about it. I think that's why I hate insects. 
<laughs> I actually don't I've know. I've seen that movie. Yeah, I don't know what movie I'm talking about. No. Uh, I don't think guys, so. leave a comment, please. Yo, it was so fucking crazy, man. They was fighting a huge army of of these insects. They were they they're fucking big, like like huge. Oh man, I gotta look this up. Brian, do you think you could like like run a Google search? Big insect uh, <laughs> army fights against big insect monsters in space. And no, it's not Galaga. Insect. So, yeah, this this has she she kind of gave those vibes a little bit. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is that the name of it? Yo, I don't know. That movie. Humans was... in a fascist militaristic future wage war against giant alien bugs. Yes. Yes, that shit is crazy. Oh wait, I think I've heard of this. I know yeah, I've seen that before. Anyway, I've never on. seen it, but I know I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of the I know the title. Oh, Nightmare Fuel, guys. I'm telling you, don't watch it before you go to sleep. Well, I won't watch it at all. How about that? I don't care how grown you are. I don't care how many children you have, how many responsibilities, how what what shit you've been through in your life. Don't want you know, you watch that movie and you're gonna look at a beetle differently. You gonna look at uh, a motherfucking fly? Jujutsu uh, <laughs> Kaisen was lit. Brian, what was your thoughts? Um, this chapter solidified the fact that Sukuna is the goat of Cursed Technique. Like, he already like just spending a, a just a little bit of time in Megumi's body is already using his own Cursed Technique better than he ever did. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And he's way doing cooler. it in the most efficient and methodical way fucking possible. It's actually crazy the amount he the the amount that he's fleshed out uh the ten shadows. Um and at the end, I don't think this chapter is set is, is trying to get you to have an emotional attachment to Yorozu. I was joking. I I didn't think oh. that at all. Uh I think I think so there's only so Gojo has mentioned it before where he believes that love is the strongest curse tech is the uh, strongest curse of all, right? Yeah. And there's oh. only one other character I think that uses love and that's uh Yuda, I think, right? Yeah, I think he does. I think kind of well, because Yuda's, of Rika is actually, like yeah. when he uses Rika I think he's the only one that uses love as a curse as a cursed uh, energy. Um and it looks like I don't know what she's trying to do here. Maybe she's trying to love Sukuna like for her own selfish needs. Or I'm not sure what exactly her objective is with showing cuz Sukuna should know that love is like a powerful source of curse technique, right? Yeah. Like since he's the goat yeah, um, I would think so. Um, but so I don't think weird. he's particularly worried about anything, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just confused why she's so bent on... Why she's so shocked that he would know about this when he's literally... He, he's I'm pretty sure he's up there with the greatest of all time. So I just find it odd. May, of course, first page of the next chapter, we're going to get an entire <laughs> fucking textbook... <laughs> <laughs> understanding of why she thought this and why Sakuna wouldn't have known, but how he found out. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure. 
we're gonna get everything within the first two pages but i'm just a little confused as to like i would have really i would have gave this chapter the rgc2 if um if not for this last the last two pages here um because it, it did confuse me a bit like maybe a little too vague for its own good uh weird cliffhanger yeah weird cliffhanger it's very confusing it left it didn't leave me excited about the next chapter it left me like what the fuck what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean but yeah, that, those are my thoughts. Uh, really, really fun chapter until the end. Um, fucking loved everything Sukuna did. Yeah, the the main attraction here is Sukuna doing stuff. Uh, to be honest, it's 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 uh really interesting every time he's on the scene because just just because how much uh, expertise he has on this world, like he's even among like the strongest characters in the series, he has like a fundamental understanding of this power system that most people don't have um so that's always interesting to see him work i'm not totally sold on yorozu yet but you know i'm I'm giving it time just because on an emotional level yeah i'm not like it i I don't really like yorozu out of all like the new characters that we've been introduced to over the course of the culling game yorozu's so far probably like my least favorite no setup i'll agree um, and it's because Gigi's rushing this fight. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's no. I, well, <laughs> a lot of the ancient sorcerers have no setup, but it, I don't think they need it. Um, I think he's just nah, playing, bro. I'm he's just I'm using the argument for yeah, I mean for my era. No, yeah, it's not a setup issue for me. It's more like um, you know, I'm giving it time. I, I'm sure that like I'll come around on your Rosie. It's just right now I'm not like totally sold. Um, yeah, she's alright. I yeah. like her ability. Yeah, she's cool. I'm not. I'm just like. I think like compared to so many other sorcerers that we've met, I've been more enamored with a lot of different sorcerers after like one or two page introductions than I have with Yorozu in her time so far. Yeah, she's kind of underwhelming a little bit. But well, uh, I'll wait till next week. <laughs> I think you know. Obviously, I think we're gonna see a little bit more, um, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see how that goes. That's my only knock, I guess, on this little fight so far is that I'm not necessarily like invested in Yorozu as a character yet, but I'm sure that'll change. Uh, seeing Sukuna do his thing is always super cool and peak fiction. <laughs> and peak fiction. <laughs> uh, but... There's something about the way, like, I don't know how to describe it, but every time he shows up, there's just something about the series that just feels different you know like he just feel like the way that he carries himself feels so different from anybody else in the series yeah that's what the cool thing about Sukuna is is that we've seen him so seldomly and you know like that goes really well with the build-up that we've had with him so far that he is he's a character that like really lives up to his mystique and all that stuff you Uh, know what it is he's the only other person that matches him is gojo like whenever he's on screen you know that whatever he wants to do he's going to get it done like you just feel comfortable around him for some reason like you just you know that all right there's not going to be any twists here this guy's going to do what he's going to (laughs) do yeah 
No, there's a definitely like you know, there's a gravity, there's an inherent gravity to Sukuna from the very beginning of the series that you know has uh, it's it's really cool that Gege has actually been able to do this to keep him so like mysterious and um and so powerful and such a like a weight on this series for so long. Um, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. He's better than Kurama. Oh wow. Who's that? Nine Tail Fox. The Nine Tail Fox. He, Sakuna. I think this is this is the best this trope has ever done. It having a fucking monster within the main character, like a demon in the main character. Yeah, I think it's the only reason. I like you know. I feel like it's unfair to compare the two just because Kurama was like Kishimoto was trying to do something you know different from Akutami at this point, but there is just like something to be said about following through with a with a premise and not necessarily like changing it up and you know changing someone's mind and it's something that we don't see in shonen when like there's an inner demon type trope where they eventually turn and are a friend whereas Sukuna is a giant asshole the whole time they're just really <laughs> and you know that that it, that consistency is refreshing in this genre or not a genre necessarily. Shonen's technically not a genre, but um, in yeah. like shonen is not a genre. No, it's a demographic technically. Shonen means like boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Boys magazine, like Shonen Jump, is a is a boys. Ma- That's why Shojo beat Shojo's girl. Oh, so you know why. it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Like this is a magazine that people with a penis between their legs would enjoy mm-hmm. like i guess <laughs> yeah no, no no i mean like it's not a definitive thing but i guess like back at, you know they're written with demographics in mind and stuff we we give them the title of shonen because these battle series really they're action series that's a genre these action yeah. series have a shared sentiment among that is shared within a, the demographic that these things are aiming for you know, like this is for boys, <laughs> and you know it's an old style way of thinking, obviously. But and you know, there's obviously readers of all across the entire gender spectrum of all these series. Is this a shonen podcast? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, the majority of this is a boys podcast. podcast. We we accept all kinds of genders. Here. We do. Sh- we sure do. <laughs> so are we uh uh binonin binonin. I I feel like that's not because the girl girl is shoujo. So, oh, the shoujin girl is shoujo. Like the main, like the shonen jump for girls is shoujo beat, if I understand right. Shonen jo, shonen jump and shoujo beat. But anyway, that Shonen was uh, that was a bit of a detour of a thought. Our podcast That's our demographic. The what? Our demographic is Shinenjo. Shinenjo? Yes. Shoujonin? Shoujonin. Shoujonin. I like that better. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, that's your fun fact for the week. I wish I had my soundboard so I could play the the more you know. 
but yeah, that's all I had to say. Really, is that that's um that's why this is uh, Sukuna as a character is refreshing. Is that he doesn't seem like he's gonna double back anytime soon, and if he does, it'll be for his own shitty reasons. But agreed. I don't have any uh, other thoughts. <laughs> Do you guys have any rebuttals before we move on? Nah. All right. All right. Let's move on. All right. Uh, let's move on to Chainsaw Man. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Yeah. We're going to cover two chapters real fast. Uh, because uh, at the time of this uh, podcast, uh, 125 was just released. So we're doing 124 and 125 as we haven't spoken about 124 uh this week yet and last week nobody gave jjk the uh rgc right no No. what about my hero no right my brand academia no not this week oh it's not my brand academia. oh my god all right anyway We're not gonna get back into a My Hero Academia debate. Yeah, motherfucker, I'll do it. I'll do another hour. Don't fucking another play fifteen with me. minutes, maybe. No, don't play with me. I'll do a full fucking hour, of My Hero again. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Chainsaw Man chapter one hundred and twenty-four. Soup. Last yeah, we left I off. To read Black Clover. What? I forgot to read Black Clover. Let me read that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. Anyway. Be shown in. So last we left off, the falling devil has arrived. And uh, is making is a chef for some reason, <laughs> and is just making meals for uh, a weird. My brain, bro, it hurts. What is the symbolism there? Oh, oh man, you know we'll we'll get into what it later. What angel is this? What demon is this? It's the falling devil. Do <laughs> uh, you fall when you eat? This this food. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll try to break it down when we cover <laughs> when we uh, go to our thoughts. Um, so the whole world, if you fall into your like, it you fall upward based on how you, you know, like if you get lost in your own trauma, like if you give into your fears, you involuntarily start to fall upward towards the sky. Um, so. And Asa was stuck directly into uh, a past trauma in her life. And thus she started falling upward. And um, Yorozu has come in to uh, kind of uh, try to snap her out of it. And, uh, you know, she she eventually, like, lets go of this railing that she was, like, holding on to. And um, Yorozu says, repeat after me, nail knife. And they say it both simultaneously. And, man, this made me cringe. Uh <laughs> Like Asa's yeah. index finger nail pops out and becomes a knife. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate nail shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's too real. Gory nail things is one of those things where I'm like, fuck. You know, when you feel something, like when you're watching something, it's a nightmare. Uh, But yeah, Asa falls back to her ground, back to the ground because she has snapped out of her, uh, her traumatic flashback. Um, so, you know, she's, she's basically got to keep her fear away in order to make this work. Um, is there a drowned cat there? Man, don't play with me with that. Um, so Yorozu keeps like cutting herself to keep Asa from thinking about, you know, her past and stuff and falling upward. Uh, but it keeps happening because, uh, she's just like 
afraid in general. <laughs> like, Yoros was like, you're afraid of me. That's why you're falling. I'm desperately trying to keep your body alive. Why are you fearing me? Trust me, you idiot. And um, Asa's like, how can I trust you? I don't know anything about you. You always take over my body and you say scary things and you cut my hand. He said, because you're afraid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh you know, so Yorozu tries to break it down plain and simple. And she's like, yo, this, the devil's power makes you negative. And, you know, like, you got to think this through rationally. With my agility, we might escape. Your fear jeopardizes your survival. And um, she's like, Asa says that, like, well, you could look inside my mind and, and see, right, what I'm really afraid of. And she explains that, you know, she has trust issues, but she's lonely. So... Every ne- once in a while, she'll approach someone, but it it always goes wrong for her. So, you know, she's afraid of solitude and companionship, you know? And I'm like, damn, that is deep and very real. Um, I feel like that's a real thing that a lot of people go through. Um, we then cut over to the falling devil who has this poor person just contorted in a weird way and their eyeball is like sticking out and she's like carting them over to this fucking gross worm thing i don't know what the fuck this shit is and uh she basically what no well go ahead go ahead i mean this chapter ends with like this worm thing just eating this person and she says it's almost time to serve the main dish it's the, its name is Asa Root Yoru, a human and war devil fusion. Uh, oh, she named her in person. <laughs> she said, I know who both of you are. Um, no. So not good. Um, as we start. Imagine that thing knowing you personally. <sighs> Sheesh. I would fall up. I would just let myself fall upward. Yeah, I'm losing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just jumping off and flying into the sky and dying. It's fine. I don't need it. Okay, peace. Uh, so we we cut over to Chainsaw Man chapter 125, Apple Thief. Um, and down the street, just people are getting their eyes and ears plucked out, and uh, you know, it's obviously just the falling devil cutting these things out of people and being like. Ten eyes, four years. That meat that just leaves, and then she just goes to the supermarket and is like shopping for apples. And then she asks this human that she has basically fallen to the to the fucking ceiling because gravity is negated for her. She basically goes, okay. "Excuse me, do you have an apple variety that pairs well with human flesh?" And this person's just scared for her life. You know, she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I'm sure we don't act. We actually don't. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, oh, dear, please relax. Unless you attack me first. I mean, no harm now about those apples. And then she just like leaves the store, I guess. And uh, as she's walking down, she's like, oh, man, I forgot. The recipe calls the recipe for the sauce calls for a man's head. And uh, she looks around. and She's like, excuse me. Could somebody spare me a head? And then all of a sudden we see devil hunters just train sniper rifles on her and just blow her to bits with these sniper rifles. And, um, obviously it's not enough to kill the falling devil because she's like, she just gets up again and she's like, I'm sorry, this is awkward. It's impossible for to you, for you to kill me with any means of attack. Humanity presently possesses, but she, uh, preferred to avoid meaningless slaughter. So 
She asks someone to uh, provide her with a head. They continue to shoot her uh, to oblivion, and she's just like, ha, ah, and causes an entire building building to break down because of the gravity forcing it upward into the sky. Um, and uh, she takes one of the devil hunter's heads off while he's floating into space. Um, and she's like, thank you. All that remains to make the Asa Mitaka fall dish. Oh, wait. All that remains is to make Asamitaka fall and that and the dish will be complete. Um, but then we hear a very familiar and she goes, she goes, she goes, and a giant chainsaw sticks through her chest and we get a big two page spread of Denji pulling up, just walking through her, I guess. And she's just like, you stole those apples, apple thief. Which is, I guess, an extreme punishment for stealing apples. But hey, who am I? <laughs> uh, but the Falling Devil counters by basically chopping Denji up into bits. But Denji pulls himself back together and just chainsaws her. Uh, and she's like, my word, this is the first time I've been on the menu. And that's where this chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapters 125 and 124? Yeah. Um, I'm thoroughly weirded out <laughs> by this falling devil. Every chapter, I, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna get a little bit more of a grip on who this is and what it represents, and I just don't know. Yep, I'm I don't right know. You. I mean, the worm, fine, right? That's okay. <laughs> that's that's fine. Totally okay. They, they, it exists. It doesn't have to be specifically her worm to her ideology and, 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 and background. It could be independent. But then she asked for the apples, bro. Yep. And that was too much for me. I don't know what's going on anymore. She's making, she's making people fall, but she's also cutting heads off. But I guess she wants to use the parts she catches. Yeah, she catches the head and she said, thank you. So when people aren't falling to the death side of fear, she's collecting body parts and she's a chef. Yep. Cooking and falling. Primordial fear. I'm going to put this together. <laughs> but in the meantime, Brian. Yo, what were your thoughts? Um, she is quite creepy, quite quite a creepy. Um, I love it whenever Denji shows up. <laughs> Denji, Denji is the soul of this series, and whenever he shows up, it's it's just always fucking awesome. And it's nice to see him always get recognition from his opponents when they're like, "Oh shit!" Well. <laughs> I guess this motherfucker. I guess I gotta deal with this motherfucker now. Yeah. So I I really I enjoyed this chapter a lot. Um, it was a it was a fun read. Nice. Um, but I don't have much much to really say about it. Yeah, I'm also. I feel sometimes Chainsaw Man makes me feel not smart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you trying to say, Fujimoto? What are you trying to say by making the falling devil this weird chef lady? 
What are you trying to tell me here? Um, but aside from that, I thought like the stuff with Asa was really cool and deep. Um, I'm very excited to see where that goes and with in regards to the character development. Um, I'm also glad Denji is coming in in full chainsaw form. Um, I'm very excited to see how the Falling Devil like fights. Uh, but I just the fake chainsaw. Oh what? Imagine it's the fake chainsaw man. I mean, Denji. that's entirely possible. That's uh, that thought did run through my head. Is like, is this Denji or just like the fake chainsaw man? Uh, I just wonder when that's going to pay off. Yeah, but man, I am stoked. Uh, I I love Chainsaw Man. Uh, this is, I'm hoping that this will be like the first like full battle that we see in the second part of Chainsaw Man because I don't think we really got one outside of I guess the little. Uh, justice devil thing but that was quick this feels like more of a bigger bad that uh denji could really like fight for a minute yeah even though it was pretty spontaneous yeah <laughs> uh but i'm stoked for it uh although i don't i don't have any other thoughts outside of that um do you guys have any rebuttals anything else nope not really Alrighty then let it's us record let us move onward to world trigger this is world trigger chapter 232 uh the away mission test part 29 um uh, last we left off uh lots of stuff was going down uh the different squads were basically just strategizing their uh their way to um to i guess like continue the battle sims i don't really remember all that much i think i remember just everybody just kind of adjusting their battle plans as sua squad was starting to take the upper hand um and we left off that chapter with the higher-ups recognizing that chica was struggling um and we start off this chapter kind of um uh, re uh like following up with that as uh, nino mia squad is kind of like sighing off uh one win they seem to have lost uh consecutively um this week i mean this this uh, in this round of battles and chica is noticeably like kind of bummed out and you know mia is like you should speak up if you're having an issue and she's like no i'm i'm fine and he's like really and um you know emma is just like really that's all he has to say you know doesn't he have any advice for her and um yeah everybody who's monitoring the 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 exam is clearly seeing that chica is not having a great time um and they explain that she's actually getting beat up pretty bad in the battle sims like a lot of people are targeting her right now and um people are wondering why nino mia isn't really being a more proactive captain in that regard and um i think miwa explains that like well it's clearly that like you know he's doing this for some reason it just may not be the right approach uh and izumi uh, asks why she's getting like wrecked today and basically they explain that chica's uh chica's units have a major weakness uh she has a, a built-in combat inexperience in her overall like unit so any given attack consumes one additional action token um so you know she's at a disadvantage there and as we cut over to uh osamu we see that osamu has recognized this <laughs> this um this weakness and has ordered his team to target chica first which i'm like damn 
That's Lupus. cold. <laughs> His own teammate. Yeah. Um, and he explains that Chica actually has a pretty low action token stat, despite her being like a, a Tryon monster. She doesn't really have that many to- action tokens to her name. And action tokens count for a lot. That just kind of counts for everything you can do in the game, whether it's moving and attacking. So she, she's very limited in that regard. So that and her uh, combat and experience that causes her to like siphon even more of those action tokens is an even further disadvantage for her uh, as she has less moves per her turns. So she's majorly underpowered uh, and and everybody has recognized that and is basically attacking her because if they could take out all the Chica units, they have a massive numbers advantage over the rest of their squad. Um, mm-hmm. So that's basically the move there. Um, and, you know, yeah, that's basically what everybody's been doing, uh, t- uh, targeting them. And we cut to a battle sim where Osamu is going up against... Um, Nina Mia's squad and um and they seem to be doing pretty well against them they are taking out a lot of units at that point um and at that point the chapter ends kind of with Nina Mia's team being like if we lose again Amatori's gonna get really down and uh Chica's just trying to think to herself what she can do and um Emma just looks over to Nina Mia asking you know, in his own mind, like thinking to himself, what are we supposed to do, Nino Mia? And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about World Trigger chapter 232? Man, Ruthless is the, should have been the fucking alternate title for this chapter because, boy, I did not expect Makumo to just be that cold. Like, I, I know he's all about strategy and obviously... He doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't think this will hurt her feelings, but yo, like, he knows how timid she is. He can't sell her no advice. I don't know. Maybe he thinks because she's with Nino Mia that it's like, she's fine. Like, he'll be able to tell her what she did wrong. So whatever they're doing, I'm sure they're all working together. He doesn't know the situation. So it kind of, it just kind of makes it seem so much more cutthroat, but Hey, he developed a stratagem, <laughs> and you're gonna follow through. That's such a cool word, stratagem. stratagem. Yeah. It is a really cool Cause word. Because you could say strategy, but mm, what no. is the difference between the two? I don't know, Brian. Can you look up what's the difference between strategy and stratagem? Let's see. But uh, I guess you could uh, stall for her. I don't know if you have any. Uh, right, 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 right. Um, so uh, aside from that, um, I thought that in this chapter in particular, the fighting that they showed was a little bit more fleshed out than I'm, it's used, to, like, I'm used to seeing. Oh, it's just, so it means the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, good to know. <laughs> All right, no more strategies. It's straight up stratagems. From now, now on, it's straight up stratagems. Only stratagems. <laughs> That's all I develop and follow through with. Yeah, in life, in life, that's what's what it is now. I developed the light. Actually, stratagem is stratagem is similar to strategy, but it's more unconventional. More unconventional. 
Yeah, more unconventional strategies. Oh, like gimmicky almost? Yeah, stratagems are more gimmicky. Mm. Uh, see, words are important, bro. They are important. Anyway, um, it's also really nice to see uh, Katora confident and uh, thriving with her action abilities. This is cool. I don't, you know, Brian. The other, the other time we covered World Trigger, where you were saying that, you know, this phase was, you know, you was ready for it to end. I feel like it would be so much more palatable if they paired, like, these scenes a little bit more with what we were getting. Like, if it was mixed in a bit more, even, even, like, you know, we're not getting full fights, but just seeing uh, the the strategies in action, like in motion. It's cool yeah. to see you know, Mia losing a lot, too. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, it's nice to see Nina Mia in action. Yeah. I think they should hey, just look at Katora like, with, the, with the grasshopper. They should just stick to the interesting parts of this arc. Like, I feel like they're trying too hard to make it super complex. And they just, they, it's, it's too simple. Like, just make this, this arc is a simple arc, so make it simpler. Like it, it's not there's not much else to look at, so just keep it keep it keep it where it needs to be, you know? You wish you would speed up the pace towards the end of the series? I just wish You'd like would that, focus, wouldn't you? I wish you would just hone in more <laughs> on what's what's interesting about this arc. You know? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I bet you don't. I don't know. Touche. <laughs> uh, all right, was that all your guys' thoughts? Stratagem. Stratagem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I really like this chapter. Um, you know, as far you know, I'm 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 starting to feel the fatigue of this arc sometimes, but this was a this was a good one. I said it last time. I, I do feel a little bit of the fatigue every now and then from this particular arc. Um, although, you know, it's not entirely Ashihara's fault. This is unbelievable. But this was a good one. I really liked this one. It didn't feel like too bogged down. Um, I thought it was really cool to see a little focus on Chica because she is one of the main people. Um, I will say that Chica's safe no matter what. So Chica's going on the away mission regardless. She made the deal. With uh, with them, with uh, with 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 Mikado, whatever the main guy, the big guy in in border, he made the deal that like Chika would be going on the away mission no matter what. So Osamu has to do what he has to do to win, so he he can be on the away mission as well. Um, and even so, I don't think Osamu would be particularly like, you know. He he knows. He, he has to play a game, you know, he has to win. Uh, and obviously this isn't like a fucking battle, like where people are really getting hurt. So, huh? Chica be damned. Chica's making it no matter what. So that helps. <laughs> Chica's in. Regardless, you know, whether, whether the rest of her squad makes it or not, Chica's going to the OA mission. Um, regardless of the stratagems. She yeah. Regardless of the stratagems. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's that's kind of like help helping in Osamu's um, 
in Osama's disposition here. One thing I will say that I think is really interesting with how they're handling Chica here is that Chica for the rank wars was just like a fucking powerhouse borderline broken in the game. Uh, especially when she applied a little strategy to it, you know, she was like, she was like doing her thing. She was like a massive threat. And I think the, they disadvantaged her units purposefully so that she could like find a way to be more resourceful outside of her try on abilities. Oh, you think it was something they went out of their way to do? Yeah, Whereas I think with most other characters they kind of tried to give them a one to one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see it with Katori, you know, they we see that with like a lot of these units have like custom things to a little aspect of their their counterpart, their real life counterparts like um their abilities. You know, like Osamu has like the weak Tryon. Um Katori has an experience with a lot of different uh, roles. You know, she's an attacker. She's a right, shooter. Positive ability. Yeah. It sucks that like only Chica and I, I guess Osamu, by virtue of having a low try on. That's not an ability though. I don't think that's something that was up there as part of his like skills. You know, that's why it was weird that they had that up there for Chica. Yeah. That. I don't. I don't know. Perhaps they did show that with Mukumo. Well, every, I guess what I'm saying is that everybody has something of a disadvantage in this game, and I think Chica yeah. is Chica, especially as someone who's going on the away mission, no matter what. I would. I would imagine they probably gave her a little extra on purpose, just to, like, just to like, make her a little more resourceful going into the away mission. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of more of uh, attention paid to her as she's the only one confirmed going. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think I just thought that was an interesting thing. Um, you know, like just the parallel of the one thing that a lot of people were wary of during the bank with the rank wars is now just kind of like a, a liability in the game. Um, yeah, that's all I really had to think about in, in World Trigger. I thought it was like an interesting chapter overall. Um, a lot of more action in this one just because we were seeing the units go at it a little more, but I'm, I'm excited to see how this turns out. And I think like a lot of this is to like Chica's battle here is to just kind of like stop taking things upon herself and part of also realizing that, you know, she shouldn't rely on her like usual amazing power is that when she's in a in a jam you know she has to be able to not put the entire burden on herself and she has to get used to relying on other people as well and having people have her back on the field uh yeah these these matches are going to give her a a very safe opportunity to to get that experience mm mm-hmm she has to challenge herself to take that next step. Exactly. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty great chapter overall. I I enjoy it. Um, but those are all my thoughts. Um, any rebuttals uh, before we move onward? Yeah, Brian said he had a handful. <laughs> Brian, did you have a handful of rebuttals? Not really. This okay. was a much better chapter than uh, the previous ones. 
Um, you don't deserve it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talk shit about my opinions one more time, and I'm going to quit this series until this arc is done. <laughs> I'll really It'll never have no end. opinions on this shit. We'll then always be then I guess this series will be forever ass, because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. All right. Yeah, not not much to say. Ooh, this next series wasn't wasn't whack though. There was a lot of blasty blasting. Lots of blasting. A lot of beams. A lot of beams getting shot. <laughs> you know that's exciting. Yeah. So let's get to it. Uh, let's move on to Black Clover. Uh, this is Black Clover, chapter three hundred and fifty-six, Neverland. Um. Last we left off, you know came in to save the Ayo. motherfucking day. What? Huh? Oh, did you say Ayo? I did. Why? Neverland. What's wrong with Neverland? It's Neverland, dude. Growing <laughs> up shouldn't go to Neverland. You know's a, a child though. Yeah, you know's like You know's a minor. You're right. What? Yeah, he's a minor. Yeah, he's a minor. Oh. Fort Minor, we made you. This public information? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> is this public information? I think so. Is it, do you know how old the <laughs> angel is? <clears throat> Probably old. Oh. Yeah, I would assume so, too. All right, so... Um, yeah. Starting this chapter off, uh, the angels start descending upon the upon like the Clover Kingdom. Everybody's using their attacks uh, against it, but oh, I guess yeah, they all use their attack against it. But then the angel counters back by using several magic attributes at once. So you know, we see that Morris is in the back room being like, "Ah, <laughs> I've made it." Uh, the I've taken he's taken the rebels who weren't suited to the new world and reformed and combined them and transformed them into the world's guardian angels. So these are just people that he completely changed into mindless uh broken monsters that use multiple magic attributes at once. Who uh, were real people at one point. Yeah. And uh everybody's like, damn, that's crazy. Magic knights or nobles, there's just nothing we could do about it. But, you know, we see, like, some background characters emerge and still, like, fighting back despite the odds. Um, and uh, I remember this lady. I forget which uh, which uh, oh, guild she belongs the to. The flowers. The, the rose lady. Oh, Charlotte. That's yeah. Her. Yeah, Charlotte's. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she, she emerges That's with, like, her weird earth monster and uh, tries to punch the thing. But... It, it, the angel that she's fighting blocked it and um yeah it was it, it's not looking great for her but then all of a sudden we see Yuno's air uh wind magic fairy pull up and um use the combined might of uh Yuno's spatial magic and her wind spirit magic to create a big uh wind never neverland uh attack and uh, one of the, I guess, like the second in command, the former second in command of the uh, the the Golden Dawn is like, I admit it, you have what it takes to be the Wizard King. And everybody's like, let's go. They are, uh, <laughs> they are uh, stoked to do this, uh, to fight now, now that they're in the Never Neverland. 
Um, and I, I guess like everybody gets their like their fire back from this. Uh, is like thanks. Yeah, to this they're magic. all stronger too. Yeah. So goddamn, he makes everybody strong. Uh, based on <laughs> based on this attack. Um, Whole city, bro. Yeah, Julius uh, or Lucius comes out of nowhere and he tries to use his time magic on Yuno, um, but it doesn't work because he's like, the, my time magics are based on deterioration, but this spell manipulates uh, time speeding up, but and Yuno reveals that in Neverland, time stands still. And I'm like, what? Huh? And uh, <laughs> this is magic specifically designed to defy Lucius, and he's like, it's horrible. I knew it. You are my rival. And Yuno goes into his super cool uh-huh. uh, crown clover mode, and he's like, I already have a rival, and it's not you. And he brings his sword but down no. on uh, on Lucius as the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Black Clover chapter 356? Enough said, RGC. Whoa, I don't have my drop today, so... Oh, for the first time. Let's go, Chris. Come on. It's not undead on that. Yeah. Good. I mean, sure. Yeah. RGC. Even though it was good also, guys. No (laughs) no hard feelings. No hard feelings, but I I guess this is a good time. Oh, was that a unified? Uh, Yeah. It was a unified really good chapter of the week, but I will. uh, The audience voted RGC is a three-way tie wow <laughs> between jujutsu kaisen black clover and world trigger um, wow so there you go those are your three really good chapters of the week uh if you guys want to vote and make it less even <laughs> you can uh check the youtube uh our official youtube channel that's where i post the uh, poll as they let me use five choices as opposed to just four on Twitter. So uh, the poll will be up on there and you can vote for your favorite series every week. Um, but uh, Josh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the chapter? So sometimes I forget that you know is a character because, you know, he's he's just sometimes he's just Asta's rival. You know what I mean? But, um, and, and, and you know, it is what it is with that. But man, in this chapter i believe he is the wizard king he truly is he created his 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 shonen protagonist energy is so raw that not only did his ability naturally counter the big boss like how a main character should he his, his one of his ultimate abilities was to make everybody else stronger and 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 revamp their spirits and create a, a zone. Man, like I know Asta's just gonna pull up and slice everybody in half, probably even the people he cares about. Because fuck it, why not? But um, it. I just want. I just want to remember. I want to take this moment right now, today, tonight, to say, you know, you went berserk. You showed up and you let this nigga know that he wasn't going to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And um, there's a place in heaven for real niggas like you. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> believe it, believe it. Um, the fairy grew up. She did grow up. Yeah. I wouldn't call that character development. 
but it's nice to see the growth. It's nice to see that there was growth. And I'm talking about in age and spirit and nothing else. Um, weirdly enough, my favorite character in, in, in this arc so far are the nameless angels. It's yeah. something about their face. It's something about goofy faces that are drawn bad but good. I can't. <laughs> I don't know why. They it's are because just I wanted stoic I wanted angel to take faces. Serious, but but you're not supposed to. But you also are supposed to. They're like statuesque. Yeah, I think that's what. But they're also blowing you the fuck away. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're literally like statues. They're all psychopathic murderers. Yeah, that's true. From Hunter X Hunter, they're using then the Nen angels. Yeah, I guess I'm at the point where I'm super rambling. So, Brian, what were your thoughts on um, this chapter? This might sound weird, but I feel like you know has had better feats than Asta at some points in this series. You know. Um, like he he's always been a contender for like being wizard king, and this series has been very good at keeping him in contention like I feel like people recognize you know more than they do asta um but that's just you mean because, people in the series, yeah, like obviously you know asta's asta, you know he's he is pre- he is a pretty big deal, and he will he counter everything. Powers. Yeah, but you know is like in a a beast in of its own in his own self in his own right. Like that guy is different. He is different. He is that guy. Think he would demolish Gale Force. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what is your problem? He just happens to be another person with wind powers. Yeah, of course he would, because you know you know is a contender for the Wizard King, man. Yep. Um. But yeah, this this chapter was pretty fucking cool because, you know, you get to see more, you know, in action. And whenever that guy's around, you just know that he's going to fucking turn up. Um, and he he usually always does like, you know, he, he is the secondary protagonist. And that's what um, that's what um, Black Clover does best. It always keeps um, its star characters in the in the shine in the spotlight it's always you know it's always asta and it's always yami you could always depend on those three having really incredible fucking moments and whenever it does happen you know fucking it's always awesome so i fucking love this chapter yeah this was a this was a fun one to be honest uh just to just to see like the spatial magic i'm not necessarily sure how it works <laughs> But uh, it is cool that um, we are seeing that, you know, is growing. Um, and I think that was like part of Asta's arc earlier when he was uh, when he was facing off against Ichika is that he felt very inferior to, you know, because he also knows that, you know, has technically had bigger leaps and feats in his in his uh, wizarding career than Asta has technically. Um, Tech. So, you know, there was. I think Asta's feeling the exact same thing. Um, but yeah, this was just a cool, big-ass action pa- uh, action chapter. Um, I love the two-page spread of Asta using the, spin- uh, the spirit, wind, magic, whatever the hell, the Never Never Land. It was cool as hell. Um, 
I, I'm excited to see how this progresses onward. Uh, I'm sure Lucius will find a way to mess you know up, uh, or you know at the very least make it uh, formidable enough for Asta and you know to basically double team him. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, great fun chapter overall. Uh, but those are all really my thoughts on it. Um, do you guys have any rebuttals? Nope. Alrighty then. Then uh, let's move onward to Undead Unluck. Uh, and now I'm going to pass yep. it over to Josh. Alright, we said Undead Unluck. Chapter number 153. So, last week, we had uh, Billy and Fugo in the showdown to determine if who was going to take disc and who was going to join whose team. Well, I don't think Billy wanted Fuko to join his team, but whatever. Yeah, I get the point. He wanted disc. He wanted, he needed her to prove that she was real. Like everybody else needed her to prove. So business as usual. Um, His, his negation ability also finally manifests but the conditions are totally different this time around. It's actually built around him acknowledging other strength, almost to the point of being envious, rather than him, you know, in order for him to copy their abilities, other than them hating him, um, due to his kind-hearted soul and Foucault's intervention, and um, in their contest to see who could draw and shoot each other first. Fuko wins, and we find out how in this next chapter. Uh, as I swipe to it. Okay. So, Billy, looking happy as ever, and, and well, I wouldn't even say happy, looking as nonchalant as ever, says, ha-ha, I lost, as his shoulder leaks blood. <laughs> uh, they, the, uh, the, the, the author here, um, Yoshifuma, he really, really wants to stay consistent that this is not real. He doesn't want us to believe it for a moment that any of this... Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, Foucault starts explaining to him how his... You know, why like why he probably lost and that his uh, negation ability basically manifested and he seems to have copied Undraw. Yeah, that's why he couldn't draw his gun uh, fast enough to react to Fuko. And it's crazy because she was saying how that she's practiced for so long. Um, like, well, like she she knew she was fast, but she couldn't believe that she was so quick that she got it before Billy did. So that's what proved it that you know he was using somebody else's negation ability. So finally, she asked if he'll join the crew, and he's like, yeah. Oh shit! It's a fucking disaster happening. So um, we realized that the disc that they're all flying on has started to crash towards the ground, but it's taking aim towards something in particular, and that thing in particular is actually a person, and that's Nico. So earlier, uh, a couple chapters ago, right before the competition started between Fuko and Billy. There was a moment when Fuko had uh, put her bare foot onto the uh, disc platform, which she accounted for, right? She planned for that. What she didn't plan was for Nico to touch it with his bare foot. 
meaning all that uh, unluck got transferred to him, and now the disc is on a trajectory to destroy his uh, soul. <laughs> Emphasis his on that. Entire being. <laughs> yeah, his being. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Foucault hears that and is mortified and will not accept that as an answer. Nico's like, listen, it's okay. I did a lot already. Uh, um, I supported y'all. I'm, it's, I will accept this death. Just please move on. Fuko hits him with the dot, dot, dot. No way. <laughs> like, she's about to lose the game after coming so far. Like, no. I, there's got to be a way around this shit. So, yo, they... Excuse me. Okay, so, you know, the gears start turning in Fuko's mind. She's like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, the rest of the team... Creed specifically starts shooting uh, fucking sniper bullets, huge IBS bullets, I think. I don't know. I don't know snipers' names. Yeah. I'm not going to act like Do you know, Brian? You play Valorant. What about snipers? What kind of sniper is that? I have no fucking clue. A Rubik's Cube sniper? No, is that the Rubik? I don't think it's a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I don't think snipers Well, obviously, that's not the bullets. name of it. But clearly, there's a cube at the end. Anyway, what are <laughs> so Mr. You know, Mr. Creed starts shooting at that shit. It's like, come on, don't give up, guys. We gotta, you know, you, you figure out a way to save my men, and and I'm gonna help you save your men. And they're like, come on, give the order. Let's figure this out. So boom, uh, Foucault's like, all right, put a barrier to the side and fix it to the trees, and then Miss Yusa, use your undraw ability. To make it so that the trees will not unroot. That's it's really creative. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're creating this like unbreakable barrier essentially. Well, that's not true. The barrier, it, the trees are supporting the barrier, but the barrier is gonna break eventually. Regardless of the if the, the trees are uh bolting. Excuse me. So um Mr. Kree's still attacking from outside the barrier to try to decrease the momentum of the ship to try to hold it back. And then um, Mr. Billy is like, uh, you know, fair and square, you're a good team that supports one another, you should let us join the party. And then you have Untel and Unfair. Um, I don't know what Untel's doing. I also don't know. I was hoping you would know. Would he, he? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I kind of was hoping I was relying on you as well, and <laughs> I see we both messed up. No, I. I'm gonna tell you this. I I would assume that he should get the fuck away from that situation <laughs> so that Billy doesn't copy until so he can't say nothing. Yeah. It's a cool pose though. It is a cool pose. This is a cool two page spread. It is definitely a cool two page. Like out of context, it looks awesome. <laughs> out of wondering what until is really doing there. Yeah. I thought we was about to get another explanation. Like, oh, does Untel really mean something else too? Like But no. I won't I won't tell you that you're in danger, so you're not in danger. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, so Billy Cot basically Billy... Oh. Oh, we lost Josh. We lost Josh. We lost Josh. Josh. No <laughs> shit. What do we do? Can we, we finish his thoughts for him? Is it possible? Can we read his mind? Uh, well, we're not. We're not at the 
whatever. I'll just take off. Oh, there he is. I was going to do a Josh impression. Be like, yo, this chapter is really fucking good. Hello? Brian. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, I disconnected. I don't know how. That was weird. Sorry if we had editing. It's okay. I'm not that gonna... was so I don't know what happened. That's all right. I'm not going to cut this out. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, where was I at? Uh, you were at the... We just okay, got done Billy... about... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so Billy's using his unfair ability to copy uh, uh, Gina's Unchanged because he envies her power. And with along, you know, with his extra power, they're able to push back the UFO a little bit more, giving uh Fuko some more time to think. And she's like, ah, I know what the fuck we're gonna do. We're gonna uh create an astral projection out of somebody. Oh, how how do they do that? Astral projection? Yeah. Maybe it's an item they had that allows them to do it, but the point is, Foco realizes that the untarget, the unluck targets their soul. I said untarget, lol. Um, and if he, if she could separate the soul from the from the physical body, they can move the body and keep the soul somewhere. The the thing will hit the soul, but it won't do any damage because it's all physical and oh, he should yeah. be fine. No, she has an artifact that allows her to. Yeah. Yeah, the astral projection thing. Nice. Okay, so that's what happened, and um, I think because of Ghost, I think Ghost, the Uma Ghost being introduced allows them to use that too. Yeah, and that's so why it, Ichiko, it all mattered. Ichiko uses it so that her body can sleep while her soul stays awake. Right, right. We already, yeah, so that was established. Cool. Okay, so yeah, like we said, um, they leave Nico's soul back as they uh, rush out of there as we see this miraculous collision of this running into the island and blowing everything up. Just for Nico's soul to rush back to his body, totally okay. Yeah. And look, randomly they find Remember um, sitting out in the sea, in the ocean. Immediately she thinks about our luck. I mean, um, Andy, excuse me. Uh, we all miss him, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you know, Creed and Billy have themselves a little laugh about how everything they was just fighting over, the island, the disc, their manly pride, it's all been destroyed. Mm-hmm. All of that. In one fell swoop. And that they're actually happy about it, and they're psyched to work with Fuko. Um, until she tells them that their next destination is the moon. And they're not with the shits anymore. Yeah, yeah. Billy's afraid of heights. Cause he's blind. I guess. It's still not. It's clear, but I, I, I still have a suspension of belief. Yeah. Suspension. It should be suspension of disbelief, but I'm saying like, I believe. He may. It really doesn't matter. Mr. <laughs> Billy's on the team. And that was the end of the chapter. Fuko's going to space with everybody. It's, it's They're going to go meet. The... Who's Little Phil? I think I vaguely remember Little Phil. Um, I looking. vaguely want to do a Google search. I'm going. I'm a vague. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Do for it. I'll, I'll give my thoughts. 
the last page of this chapter gave me Dr. Stone flashbacks. Yeah. I'm going to the moon and stuff. Um, but overall, yeah, this was a really cool chapter. You know, lots of uh, teamwork on display here. All the characters using all of their abilities to the, to the fullest to make sure Dis doesn't absolutely fucking destroy them. Um, but yeah, we got... Oh! Oh, what? Phil is the artifact kid. Oh, nice. He's a negator. Mm-hmm. He actually is a negator, but he and he holds a bunch of artifacts. Okay. So that's cool. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see going to space. I mean, you know, space is a big significance as that the moon is one of the bad guys, kind of sorta. Uh, so much. I'm wondering how that's gonna work. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed reading this chapter. I I really liked you know the whole endeavor they went through to save Nico. Um, it was it was honestly very heartwarming to see everybody come together and and do their thing. Uh, and it was a smart plan overall. You know, just uh, using things that were already built up and were you know had their rules established to save Nico. And it was a really smart plan. Um, so I thought it was pretty sick. Uh, I but. Yeah, those are pretty much all my thoughts. Josh, what did you think? I thought that this was um, a somewhat dramatic chapter. I, th- I thought he was about to lose Nico, man. Yeah. I thought so. It was a little a little crazy, but we didn't. Um, and the day was saved. It was the average Undead Unluck chapter. It was nice. It was, it was cool. It was cute. It was cool. You know, Fuko could shoot a gun. Um, Billy isn't an edgelord anymore. That's always a good development. <laughs> yeah, when there's one less edgelord in the world, that's a good development. It sure is. Much to Brian chagrin. Much to my chagrin. Uh, were those all your thoughts? Yeah. I don't have too many lingering thoughts. We out to the moon. We out to the moon, indeed. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, that was Undead and Luck, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening, as per usual. Uh, we went a little long this time around, but, you know, I guess that's never a bad thing, really. When, sacrificed uh, a lot of series for My Hero Academia. I wouldn't say never we sacrificed again. it. I feel like we went through uh, everybody. We gave everybody their due time. Um, I had a great time, to be honest. Uh, still love doing this show. Um, excited to do it every week, even though we don't have our video component. But, hey, thank you guys for listening regardless. Uh, it's uh, very appreciated um you can find me at the chris espinal on twitter instagram josh at jd cole underscore 37 on instagram at new gym city josh on twitter brian at b.esp on twitter and instagram uh catch him when he's streaming on twitch.tv slash it's punchline when take a guess uh (laughs) maybe you won't be wrong (laughs) um he's up on that vow yeah he's up on that vow um you can follow the show itself at New Gem City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you also can uh, email us at newgemcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And, um, yeah, subscribe to us uh, on YouTube, please. Uh, we will be back at some point. I don't know when, to be honest. 
just because computers are expensive and I'm trying to get uh, a decent one that's not going to destroy itself um, when I use it. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to us until we uh, we come back and we'll be back soon. Uh, in the meantime, uh, of course, if you're listening to this, you already know, but you can uh, catch us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on there. Um, and yeah, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, stay safe, new jump citizens. See you next week. Peace out guys. Thanks for listening.